everyone to <clears throat> September edition of Talking of Simeon and Anna. I've requested God for a good, good time in His presence, seeking His heart, engaging His heart, and partnering with Him for the establishment of His will in our lives and the church and upon the face of the earth. I want us to give God praise this morning as we kick off. I want us to bless Him. I want us to give God praise for the privilege of access. We must never take for granted the fellowship He has brought us into, the, the, the privilege to be able to call Him a Father manner of love he has bestowed upon us. We should never count these things as common. We should never count them as ordinary. We should never uh, we should never see it as normal. It is the mercy. It is an expression of the mercy of God to us. It is an expression of the grace of God to us. That we have been called into his family that we can be called by his name, that we can put his name upon our lips, his holy name, upon these unclean lips. Father, we exalt you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for mercy so great. Thank you for love so great. Thank you for grace so amazing. Thank you for the privilege of access. Thank you for the honor bestowed upon us. For what is man that you are mindful of him? Thank you. We give you praise for the privilege to come. Thank you for the privilege to come before your throne. To come before your presence. We have come because you have drawn us near. We have come because you have pulled us closer. Because you have bid us to come. Thank you. Thank you for this holy calling. Thank you for the holy calling with which you have called us before your throne to appear in your presence. Thank you for sanctification. Thank you for cleansing. Thank you for the spirit of holiness walking out the good pleasure of God in our lives. Thank you for this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the privilege of sleeping and waking up. Thank you for the breath in our nostrils. Thank you for water. Thank you for clothing. Thank you for shelter. Thank you for good health. Thank you for our going out and our coming in. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the rainfall. Thank you for seed season. Thank you for harvest. This is the mercy of God. This is the goodness of God to us. Thank you for the government church. Thank you for your blessings in this house. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everlasting God, we thank you. Everlasting Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we worship you this morning. We honor you, Lord. Marado Shalidabosi. 
We exalt you in this place. Again, Lord, this morning we are saying that you would make yourself manifest. Again, this morning we are saying that your name be glorified in this place. Again, Lord, we are asking that you would pour upon us the spirit of prayer and supplication. The spirit of grace and supplication. Lord, again, we are asking this morning that you would grant us access. Access into your counsel. You would cause us to see your heart in the name of Jesus. That the heart of the Father will be unveiled to us. That the heart of the Father will be revealed in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come this morning for the spirit of grace and supplication to be poured upon us to breath the will of God, to labor with you in the place of prayer in the name of Jesus. We are receiving strength and grace in our inside. We are receiving strength and grace in our within. We are receiving strength this morning. Barakataya bashatalabaha, aroko poto boroku si parabato, shekoto roboko bolobodi akende bono kotaya. That your glory reveal this place this morning. That your glory reveal this place this morning. Oh, every soul present here and online, that your glory reveal every heart. That your glory will fill every heart. That the horror of your presence will be mighty in this place. The horror of your presence. The horror of your presence will weigh heavy upon our hearts. The consciousness of your presence will weigh heavy upon our hearts. There will be a special experience. Thank you, Father. We exalt you, Jesus, for the great and mighty things you will do this morning, that which you have begun to do already. We thank you for the witness of the Spirit. We thank you. Thank you, Father. Jesus Christ, oh my Lord, you 
glory to the one who keeps on doing, doing wonders. Hallowed be the one and only King that does doing wonders. Hallelujah, and forever be praised. You are. Come on, give me praise. Come on, worship, 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 worship. Praise, 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Great is your faithfulness. Great is your mercy. Great is your mercy. Great is your favor. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Great is your mercy towards us, Lord. Great is your mercy, oh God. We worship you. We worship you. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We see your mighty works. We see your grace. We see your power. Your mercy flowing our lives, overflowing, flushing away the darkness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into him and they are saved. You are our strong tower, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
thank you, Jesus. Your name, Lord. Your name, Lord, cannot be overcome. All of Bashata, we thank you. We worship you. We worship you. Hey, Prashiria, Karadala Bashata, Lavalaba. Hey, Prashiria, Kandolobo Sata. And Lavalaba, Posa, Safida, and the Lirusia, Kondola Bashata. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Labakashata, Lavashata, Lavala. Grace can be poured from above so that we can be empowered and strengthened, so that there can be fresh grace and fresh anointing to do the will of God. Lord, as we pray, as we lift up our voice and our hearts to you this morning, we ask that you will hear from heaven, Lord, and pour upon us the blessing, and pour upon us the grace, and pour upon us, Lord, a fresh anointing, and pour upon us a fresh awakening in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 14 this morning as we, you know, begin to pray and wait on the Lord. Matthew chapter 14 from verse 25. It says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. 
And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So we said, Come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hands and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when he had gone into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were with him, those who were in the boat came and worshipped worship him and said, Truly, you are the what? The Son of God. You know, this morning, the cry of the heart cry of the Spirit this morning is for us to shift. It's for, it's for you know, the, there to be a shift in our perception of God and the move of God and our believing, our response that is based on that perception. If you read this passage, the spectacular thing that jumps across to us is the fact that Peter's, you know, stepped out of the boat and walked on water, right? And that is absolutely spectacular and miraculous. And there is nothing wrong with that. We don't want to take anything away from that. You know, but there were other realities that are embedded in this scripture that are very crucial to our spiritual work that we also need to, you know, that we also need to discover. And there are treasures here that we also need to discover. And that's what I want us to base the prayer on this morning. You see, you will see the response, you will see the mindset of Jesus based on light and revelation in the same circumstance, in the same situation as the disciples. You know, the same scenario, they were on the sea. The same scenario, they were on the sea. The wind was boisterous. Hallelujah. The wind was what? The wind was contrary, you know, while they were on sea. Hallelujah. The wind wasn't, when Jesus was walking on water, the wind wasn't quiet. Am I making sense? It wasn't. When they saw him, you know, in fact, if you read, there was, there was another verse where they said that, I don't know whether it was another account where, you know, the wind was really moving them in different directions. The same, the same account, different. Um, yep, was verse twenty-four. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Say, but the boat now in the middle of the sea was what tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. So the wind had been contrary even before Jesus showed up on the sea. The wind was contrary when Jesus decided to start walking on the sea. Am I making sense? Walking towards them. The wind was contrary. But the wind was not a factor because Jesus didn't make it a factor. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? The wind was not, the wind was there, but it wasn't there because the realm that Jesus was, whatever the wind decided to do, didn't matter to him. 
I don't know if I'm making sense. You know, it's like some insect. Imagine an insect somewhere in this, in this room now. And it's just there, maybe under the mat. You know, whatever the insect decided, decided to do. You, don't, you can't even see the insect. So it, it's not part of your purview. It's not part of your perspective. You are not eliciting any reaction or action towards the insect. Because it is not in your, as it were, in your life. That was where the wind was. As far as Jesus was concerned. But it was a completely different scenario with the disciples who were inside the boat on the sea. To them, what didn't exist as far as Jesus' view was concerned was ruling and dominating and causing chaos in the life of the disciples. Am I making sense this morning? And it is possible for us to move from where the disciples are to where Jesus is. That is the move God wants us to make this morning. That we come to a place, there is a change with our internal configuration. Scenarios have not changed, but what has happened? There has been migration. Scenarios is still the same, but there has been elevation. Because it is absolutely clear that the platform that Jesus was was much elevated than where the disciples were. Am I making sense this morning? And we need to, if we continually stay where the disciples are, that is the normal human life. That is the normal human estate where we are constantly at the mercy of external forces. And the only thing we can do is constantly cry for help out of a position of hopelessness. Am I making sense this morning? There is a cry for help that is out of a position of what? Hopelessness. It is a cry for help that is initiated by fear, trepidation, chaos, and defeat. Hallelujah. Have you seen an explosion happen? Have you seen an explosion happen and you see people running? And maybe you've watched the film, you know, and you see this thing explode and then you see people running and you know you that you're you know that there's no way this person can outrun what is coming. Am I making sense? You know, so sometimes our response, our cry, it is not because that cry is enough to lift us above the situation. It is just a normal response of fear. When you hear somebody scream, help me, help me, help me, help me. It is not, that is not necessarily a cry of faith. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? That is not necessarily a word. It is just a reaction to fear. People don't say, ah, death has come, let me embrace it. People will try to run. Am I making sense? It is, but everything happens at the plane of hopelessness and fear. You see, but if you read that scripture, the wind eventually stopped, did it not? Nobody even commanded it. The Bible didn't say that Jesus even commanded the wind to do what? To stop. The Bible said when they entered the boat, the wind immediately did what? The wind did not matter in the equation from the beginning to the end. It didn't matter. To the agenda of God at that time. And Jesus wanted the disciples to get that message. That where the Son of God is, the cultural wind do not what? Do not matter. And the only relevance these situations and circumstances have 
is the amount of relevance we have given to him. It's the amount of, you know, fear we have attributed and the degree to which we have surrendered our liberty to these circumstances or our lives as the case may be. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? So this morning we are trusting God for what? For that migration. See, it is a completely different experience when you are living your life from a victorious point of view. Are you hearing me this morning? Oh my God. I, I pray, I pray that you hear me this morning. When fear is not a factor of reasoning in your life where you don't respond whatsoever to circumstances and situation from the position of fear. Yes, sir. Your life will completely be different. So this morning, what is the Lord saying to us? The Lord is saying, fear not. Somebody say, fear not. God wants to read fear out of our lives. Whatever fear, whatever it is, whatever form it is, whatever form or system through which it is manifesting, God wants to read fear out of our life. Fear not. What Jesus didn't have that night was that he didn't have fear. Am I making sense? There was no fear in his atmosphere. The realm where he was walking, there was not what? It didn't matter if the, there was a flood that rose that night and it was maybe 10 story buildings tall and the flood was coming right behind him. It did not matter. He had entered a dimension where fear cannot penetrate. And that changed his response. That changed, that changed his perception. That changed how he understands and reads situations. The same night, that was not Jesus' prayer point that night. That was the disciples' prayer point. God save us, God help us, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Somebody else is having fellowship. Somebody else is downloading heaven's mindset. He's not even seeing the wind. Some other persons are at the mercy of the boisterous wind. Am I making sense this morning? That is, there is a complete change of state when fear gets out of the door. When fear is read from our lives, there is a complete change of state. So this morning, I want us to cry to God. I want us to cry to God. God must read fear out of our lives. God must take away. For some of us, fear is like the guard, the armed guard that stands in front of our door of destiny, intimidating us from taking that move, intimidating us from taking that step. Every time we think, we have a perception of what our life is supposed to be. We have a perception of what we're supposed to do. But there is a guard at the door that is intimidating us. Every time you think about it, Something just crumbles from within you. Something just attacks your motivation. Something just attacks your, you know, your, your, your resolve. And then you find yourself incapacitated. You find yourself not being able to, to, to motivate yourself. To mobilize yourself. pastoli. Hey, I look to you. 
Hever City, Apocosla, Inamen, Priscilla, Baba, 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 so fear not for I am with you do not be dismayed we banish fear 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 come and pray has a free telelebo shakalaba here a pasatalaba natayo recababababala fire prosovia lalabashata etalalabashata father in no no salalaba we pray this morning we take a stand against fear against worry against doubt against intimidation hali prosovia telelebo we take a stand against fear we take a stand as a church as a people as individuals against the oppression of fear against the oppression of fear in every way in every way that fear has stood in the way of in whatever way fear has stood in the way of the fulfillment of the will of God of the will of God every way, every way in every way fear has stood in the way of the fulfillment of the word of God in our lives we pull down this struggle we pull down this struggle every intimidating figure of fear we are not drawing understanding. We are not drawing perspective from the point of view of fear anymore. We rid ourselves of fear by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost, let fear be gone. Be gone, be gone, be gone. Fear 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 be gone. We cry for elevation to that place, to that pedestal where there is no fear, where there is no fear, where there is no fear, where there is no fear. We cry, I pass for elevation, for elevation. Jesus, in Jesus' name we have prayed.
Jesus name we are praying. Now I want you to take this a little bit more seriously. We, we, it seems like we're just warming up. It's time to really press in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to be a people that know no fear. A people that do what? That know no fear. That is what it means to be fierce in the spirit. When there is no fear. Have you met, have you seen an army that doesn't know fear? It doesn't it's, it's not a matter of number. Am I making sense? It's not a what? It is not a matter of number. It is not a matter of skill. In fact, fear will render your skill useless. In God's mind, if it's not that God reasons from a position that has zero fear. Are you hearing me? It is only the reasons God reasons from a position that has what? Zero fear. God doesn't know fear. That's why all God needs is your cooperation. If God can get your cooperation, that the equation is balanced. God doesn't think fear. And that was why that night, the wind did not matter to Jesus. It had no significance whatsoever in the plan and the will of God that night. Even though that same wind was terrorizing his disciples. Second Timothy chapter 1, very quickly, verse 7. He said, God has not what? Given us. So if, you, if there is a manifestation of fear, it is from the enemy. Hallelujah. Say fear is not an instruction. Say fear is not teaching. Say fear is not spiritual understanding. Have you met people say, ah, I just, I just design. You did not design. It is fear that is teaching you. <laughs> you know, fear can teach paranoia. Have you met paranoid people? If you meet paranoid people, you would think they are meticulous. Am I making sense? You would think they are careful people. They are not. There is a difference between carefulness and paranoia. Am I making sense? You are constantly looking over your shoulder. You cannot trust people. You cannot move close to people. You say, I'm being careful. No, you are not being careful. You are being paranoid. Fear is not a good teacher. Hallelujah. And wherever there is an operation of the spirit of fear, three things will be lacking in that place. What are those three things? He said, but God has given us the spirit of power and of what? And of love and of a what? Sound mind. So, if he said God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of what? Love and of what? So, whenever fear is in operation, there is an inhibition or total absence of power, of love and of what? And of sound mind. It's the reason why a number of us can understand and design and capture and download the will and the counsel of God. Because sound mind is absent by the reason of fear. So we look at a situation and the situation is making us most, more disoriented. Why? There is no sound mind. Hallelujah. It was sound mind that made Jesus realize that the wind was nothing. I don't even need to pray about it. No matter what is stirred up, it doesn't affect me. So let me not even waste time. That's sound mind. Jesus has not even used power at all. Am I making sense this morning? Am I making sense this morning? It wasn't even, he has not even used his power to calm the wind. No. Hallelujah. And when Peter saw him, Peter said, Lord, if it is you, ask me to do what? You see? When I was reading this verse, it just occurred to me that God was not interested in show that night. 
You know, God was not interested in show. It wasn't a circus thing that night. God was trying to show the disciples, Peter inclusive, and those of us who are reading it, what a life of zero fear means. Are you hearing me? Because Peter had never read before that anybody walked on water. Am I making sense? And he had never seen it anywhere before where somebody did what? Walked on water. In fact, some few seconds before this time, Peter and the other disciples thought Jesus was the ghost. Just some few seconds, or probably a minute before this time. That's why he started with the word. If it is truly you, he wasn't yet sure. Oh, are you hearing me this morning? He said, if it is you. But he just knew that if Jesus said, come, he was going to do what? Was, that was enough for him. That was what? That was enough for him to shut fear out of the door. And he did. And so, God is giving us a message. If you only believe his word, the door of the supernatural will do what? We open. When Peter stepped out of the boat, he had changed states. Are you hearing me this morning? When Peter stepped out of the boat, he was no longer on the plane of this earth. Another dimension. He had entered another dimension. In that dimension, you don't sink. Oh, Jesus. Are you hearing me? We are entering that dimension this morning. Yes. Where there is no sinking. Where there is no sinking. Where there is no fear. Where there is no chaos. Hey, Matolo, Come on, pray. Alavilia, Sevritella, Labasata. Malalabasata. Ayalabacatolo, Labasata. Break it a little bit. I open the door. I open the door. I open the door. Every door that fear has closed. Every door that fear has closed. Every door that is shut. Not on account of the commandment of God, but because of the action of fear. Let the doors be open. God has not given me a spirit of fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear. God has not put me inside an oppression of fear. God is not teaching me with fear. God is not instructing me with fear. No. This is an oppression of the enemy. And I resist it. I resist fear. I resist fear. Whether it is manifesting as worry, whether it is manifesting as intimidation, whether it is manifesting as wrong knowledge, wrong understanding, wrong perception, I resist fear. 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 Come on, pray this morning. Pray, push, push, press, push, press, break down those doors, break down those walls that had you here. And if you say a pattern of the more intention. We break down the walls. We break down the walls. Hallelujah. 
Every sonso iria katala balabalaba ya ta 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 ya ka ba 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 ya ka ba 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 la ba shata ye kete de 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 bo shata ye kete de 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 bo shikete de de ba ipa la ba ta shata hey makaba ba 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 bo shata ba ita la ba shata we ponder we pull down we pull down we crush every opposition of fear and the the weapon of our warfare not carnal but a mighty true God to the pulling down our stronghold casting out casting down everything in our imaginations higher to free and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God hey la la bashata hey papa la bashata every exaltation of fear against the knowledge of God we pull down this morning we pull down this morning every tell the sushiya to shibini no prita la bashata higher la la bashata Hey, I make that sheep, I make that sheep out of the boat, on the water. I jump on your walls, I jump on your commandments, oh God. I am one that rejoices at your commandment, and there is no fear holding me back. There is no fear. Holding me back, I hear your voice, I hear your call, I hear your commandment, and I take action and I jump out of my comfort zone. I la Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope you're praying. The walls are coming down this morning. Is it fear? Is a fierce slave master. Fear doesn't reason. How many of us know fear doesn't reason? Fear is not a fun. Fear doesn't listen to canal knowledge. Am I making sense? Hallelujah. Fear doesn't what? Fear doesn't listen to canal knowledge. Statistics does not work with fear. It does not. Hallelujah. If fear has 0.0001 chance, fear doesn't fear, fear doesn't compartmentalize the space. Fear doesn't say, okay, take 40% out. Let me hold this 60%. If you let fear in through the door, fear takes a hundred percent. Hallelujah. Fear does not, it does not negotiate. And that's why it takes an action of the spirit to do what? To defeat fear. Hallelujah. 
And if you don't, if you don't fight against it, fear can even be quietly in you, and you will think you don't have fear. Have, have you met people who are overconfident? Amen. They think that there is no fear until suddenly that scales falls off their eyes. And then they are reduced to nothing. Have you ever had an hero that you've looked up to? That, ah, this one, nothing, nothing. Nothing happened. And then when you see them manifest fear, you feel disappointed. Hallelujah. So for, for some people even think that, oh, they are coming out. There is fear in there. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think the other disciples did not follow Peter? Have you ever thought about it? That's, that's the way I think when I read scriptures. Why is it that the other disciples, I mean, you see Peter walking on water like this. It's never the same Peter that used to wake up and sleep together. Walking on water. Once in a lifetime kind of experience. And none of them even bother to say, if it is you truly master, can I join Peter? Exactly. It's probably two things. Number one, the first thing, they want to see whether Peter will get here. <laughs> Amen. Say, don't worry. Peter, you go first. If you make it, don't worry about your head, we'll come. That is fear. The other thing is, do you know, even if Peter made it there, it's also possible so people will never venture into it. So, I know me, I don't like Erekere. It's not that you don't like Erekere. Fear has crippled you. That's what I'm saying. Like, fear is not being careful. Am I making sense? Fear is hopelessness. It is easier for people to have faith for God's intervention in other people's life than for them to have faith for God's intervention in their life. Why? There is fear. There is fear. They say, brother, let's join us together and pray for this sick sister. They can easily pray. They, they don't have problem. But when it's time to pray for themselves, to rebuild sickness in their own life, what's going on? Fear is at the door. And the intimidator is there. Shutting down the will of God. Inhibiting the move of the Spirit. So this morning, we need that move of the Spirit. To do what? To break that wall. To break that wall to break that wall, to, to take a leap on God's word. To do what? To, that was what Peter did. Peter said, if it is you, command me. That was the word he used. Command me to do what? To come. And Jesus said, come. That was all. He didn't preach a sermon. And Peter leaped on God's word. Peter wasn't just walking on water. He was walking on the word of God that said what? Come. God has spoken some things to you, people of God. Now you are going to take that word and wage a good warfare with that word. What has God spoken to you and you have not seen? What has God said to you and you have not seen the manifestation? You've not even seen a sign of it. Why? Because fear has been holding you back. This morning it's time to take that word and begin to war with that word. And begin to break down the walls. Begin to break down the door. Begin to subdue the opposition. Everything that stands in the way everything that stands the way the prophecies of god scripture says i have spoken this prophecy to you that you may buy these things wait a good warfare it's time to wait a good warfare call to remembrance the things god has spoken call to if you don't remember call to remembrance the word that you have read the scriptures that you have read that are spoken concerning you 
Mero Sufritela Libara Balabashata, Hayalabashata Yaba, Eba Talabrato Shata, Balabalabalabalabalabalabalaba, Epalabashata. What is the what is devil tormenting you about? What is Satan tormenting you on? What is the fear thought that you have? Wait a war against that thought. Wait a war this morning against that thought. That crippling thought. That crippling thought. We move forward, we move forward, we press forward in the name of Jesus. Everything that God has spoken over me, I leap on the word, I leap on the word, I leap on the word this morning. I change it, I Changed it. I leap on the word. I leap we cry for the change of season the change for some of you you have overstayed the season that you are you have overstayed the season that you are a change of season is upon you a change of season is upon you in the name of Jesus Hey, I cry for change, 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 change. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. I want us to understand and put more heart into this world. So that's why I'm stopping us just to explain. You see, fear, fear will not stop you from doing your normal duties. Fear will stop you from coming to church. Am I making sense? Fear doesn't mind. The only thing is that don't receive the word spoken to you and don't do anything with it. Oh, are you hearing me this morning? Zachariah, Bible said that he was in the order of his priesthood the day Gabriel appeared to him. He was in, he, this was a duty he had been doing for years. And the Bible said, even before God, he was faithful to that duty. So God had no, God had nothing against Zachariah. The only thing is that the whole lessons of that faithfulness, when it was time to birth the promise, Zachariah was his own enemy. Are you hearing me? Zachariah was Satan who became an enemy to the destiny of God in his life. Wasn't Satan that conversation between him and Gabriel? Satan was was Satan there? Satan wasn't there. It was Zachariah himself questioning the authority of God through the angel. How can this thing be? The recipient of the promise is the enemy. Are you hearing me this morning? The one who has been promised is the one 
who is an enemy of the promise by reason of what? Fear. Manifesting as doubt. Say, how can these things be? Gabriel said, ah, they need to shut this man's mouth before he spoiled the will of God. Say, I am Gabriel that does what? That stands in the presence. The presence came to you, but fear will not let you receive it. How many times has the word of God come to us and we have trivialized it and, and we, have, we are familiar with it and we have discarded it? We did not even go back to check it because fear has taught us differently. Are you hearing me this morning? Meanwhile, a young virgin who was not even qualified to be a Levite, the same angel came to me and said, be it unto me according to you. She had learned something that a high priest did not learn. Are you hearing me this morning? We want to dismantle that touch process that fear has instilled into our heart. So please pray this morning and launch on the power of the Spirit to break open, to break down, to break down those things. Let fear be gone. Let fear be gone in the name of Jesus. I cooperate with God. I cooperate with God. I cooperate with God. I divorce myself. I divorce myself from the teaching and the tutelage of fear. I divorce myself from the mentorship of fear. I embrace the word of God. I embrace the word of God. I embrace the word of God. I embrace the supernatural. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hey, 
you are trusting God for is in your believing the next level is in what our believing the victory is in what our believing said this is the victory that overcomes the world even our what even our what when that woman came to Jesus when that woman came to Jesus Jesus said to him he said fear not was it Jesus or Jairus was Jairus. He said, fear not. Only what? Only believe. Fear not. Only what? Do you know why? Because fear, like I said, fear is a fear. It's a monstrous teacher. From the day you were born, fear has been teaching you. Hallelujah. From the day what? From the day you were born, fear, in fact, you were probably born with COVID. How many of you children? Sometimes you will see them there, they see fire. Say it will go, don't, 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 don't worry, let him learn. What does he want to learn? Fear. So don't worry, so let him put his hand. Once he put his hand and gets burnt once, nobody teaches him again. That lesson is imprinted. A small child that you think cannot learn, fear can teach him. Are you hearing me this morning? And so for some of us, the fear that is following us is is exactly your age or even older than your age your teacher the teacher called fear has 30 years experience so experience in that he can show you 
for you not to make that move, that move of faith. Are you hearing me this morning? I want you to get what I'm trying to say. So if you are looking for excuses why you should not make that move by faith, excuses yapa. Because fear has plenty. Which is why we're trusting God this morning that our heart will rather choose faith. Our heart will rather choose what? And it is not in the multitude. You see, that's why faith doesn't compete with fear. Fear brings multitude of experience. How many of you remember the contest between Goliath and David? What did Paul, what, sorry, what did Saul tell David? Saul said, you see, you are just a child. But this guy has been a warrior since what? Since he was a, this guy has 40 years experience. Fear always has multitude of experience. Are you hearing me? The reason is because so that it can intimidate you from ever considering another route. You see, but God doesn't need multitude of what did Jesus say to Peter? Come. Just one word. God has given you one word. God has given you one word, but you are trivializing it. Have you seen people God has spoken to? They are still looking for another word of God. Say it's not enough. It is fear that is lying to you. Sometimes when people come to you and say, well, please give me the word of God. I say, the last one God gave you, what have you done with it? Go and use it first. Hallelujah. The enemy has put us in a place where even the word of God is not enough. We are constantly, we are now in a state where we are lost in for the word of God that will never do anything about. That is fear. Are you hearing me this morning? That is what? That is fear. David said, ah, me, I only have three experiences so in my life. Three. Maybe two, sir. He said, one lion came one day. God moved me, I killed him. Said another day, Biak, just two experiences. Meanwhile, this guy had 40 years conquest upon conquest. It wasn't a fair match. Am I making sense? But when you take fear out of the way, the advantage flips. Hallelujah. Did you know that day that if it wasn't even David that stepped out that day, it was maybe Abner or any of the other folks. God would have brought a victory that day if they had trusted in God also. So it wasn't that maybe God had something special that is exclusively for David. God just needed a champion or someone who will regard him as his own champion. And that's why David said, you come to me with sword and with arrow and bow. He said, but I come to you in the what? In the name of the Lord. You need to confront whatever is holding you in the name of the Lord this morning. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come to you failure in the name of the Lord. I come to you worry in the name of the Lord. I'm taking your head this morning. I'm taking your head this morning. I come to you fear in the name of the Lord. I come to you doubt in the name of the Lord. I come to you low self-esteem in the name of the Lord. I come to you low self-esteem in the name of the Lord. I come to you intimidation in the name of the Lord. I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come to you. Some of you, comfort, comfort, comfort is disguising. Fear is disguising as comfort. Fear is disguised as comfort. Come 
come against it in the name of the Lord. Some of you are comfortable in the places that God has not put you. That is fear, disguising as comfort. Come against it in the name of the Lord. Nothing is standing in my way. Nothing is standing in my way anymore. I fear nothing. I fear nothing. I fear nothing. Hey, Hallelujah. Give me, let's read Philippians, or I will read from here. Philippians chapter 1. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. From verse 27, say, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that when I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your what? Your affairs. That ye don't do what? Stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Look at verse 28. What does it say? It says, and in nothing terrified by your adversary. Say it is possible. Say, say it is possible to be terrified by nothing. It is possible that nothing moves you, that nothing shakes you. Paul said, he said, I have a witness in the spirit that trials and affliction awaits me wherever I go. What does the next thing he say? He said, but none of these things move me. Ah. No wonder he was able to fulfill the will of God for his life. When fear is out of the way, why won't you fulfill destiny? What is holding you back? There is nothing more when there is no fear in your life, 
it is a sure banker, you will do what? No wonder he could say, I have finished the race. I have completed my course because he dealt with the obstacle early enough. He had taken the obstacle out. He had taken out the stronghold early enough. He said, in nothing terrified by your adversary. Look at what he says next. He said, which is to them an evident token of partition. Do you know what that means? It means that when you show no fear, your lack of fear is the evidence of defeat for your enemy. When there is no fear in your life, your enemy receives a word of the Lord, a word from the Lord that it is finished for him. Oh, I hope you know what I'm saying this morning. Do you know what I'm saying? You have not even started a part two. God has carried his, the word of the Lord to your enemy's camp because you have shut the door against fear. He said, when you are terrified by nothing, it is an evident talking of petition to your enemies. But what does he say it is to you? Look at what he says next. He said, but it is what? And, but to you, of what? Of salvation. So there are two tokens. Say there are two tokens. Say there are two signs. One for you, one for the, one for the enemy. He said, but you will decide which one you will take. Sometimes, we take the token meant for the enemy. Because when we show fear, it's a token of defeat. And then the enemy takes the token of victory. So you get to choose first. Are you hearing me? Did you get what I'm saying? You get to choose what? It doesn't matter. Whatever the enemy has cooked up in terms of circumstances and situations, you get to choose first. Whether you are choosing victory or defeat. Hallelujah. You get to choose. Even Jesus chose. Am I making sense? But when you choose, when so fear intimidates you to choose the wrong token. That's what happens all the time. But when there is no fear, when we are in nothing terrified, the enemy is defeated. There is confusion in the camp of the world. How many of us remember the dream that one the Midianite soldier had about Gideon the night before the war? The reason why God told Gideon to sneak into the camp of the enemy that night was so that God wanted to show Gideon the token he had given to the enemy. So that night, the guy said, I had a dream and I saw this large valley rolled into the camp and destroyed everything. And that rolling valley was that of what Gideon. The Bible said that when Gideon heard that, he withdrew with confidence back to his camp because that was the evidence that what God had given. How many of us remember when the Israelites went to fight the Philistines? And they were losing and they brought the Ark of the Covenant. And that was the, when the Ark of the Covenant came, the, the Israelites rejoiced and the Philistines were what? They were intimidated. The only reason why the Israelites didn't win that day was because God at the time, God had left them. Are you hearing me? But sometimes the Ark of Covenant is there. The word of the Lord is there. We are still intimidated and terrified. And Satan can smell fear from afar. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you tired of praying? Are you tired of praying? We are, we are, we are uprooting everything, everywhere, in whatever 
hideouts and loopholes that fear is, we are uprooting it. For some of us, comfort is disguising as fear. What did I say? Sorry. Fear is disguising as comfort. Fear is what? Is disguising. Some of us, we are where we are today. I want to say we are where we are where we are. <laughs> we are where we are today on account of great victory of God. But the same you, you are now afraid to go to battle again. You are tired of going to battle. Ah, I don't want trouble. You only, where you are, God brought you out from of, by great victory. That is why God brought you to where you are today. But you have seen a little comfort. You have done what? Yeah. Some of us, is children. You have seen children now. You cannot dare again. The way you used to dare and trust God and walk in faith and give everything up. Now, because you have family and they are regulating your, your spiritual adventure. Am I making sense? For some of us, we are now in a position where we are, we are experiencing some good things. Ah, we are not trying to regulate. This is where, where we are now. Let's regulate ourselves. It is fear that is disguising as what? As comfort. Why didn't David go with his army to battle when the king's battle? It was the time of the what? The king's battle. But he stood and he was walking aimlessly at the top of his palace. And Satan found work for him. So I said Satan found work for him. The, the seed he planted that night costed him four sons at harvest. Are you hearing me? In the place of, so don't think comfort is shielding you from fear. I hope you are getting me this morning. Some of us, we used to, we, used, we don't fear anything. When God said jump, we jump. But now, comfort has come. And God is trying to wind you. God, you know, I, I told God, I, I saw that thing in my life. And I said, God, no, I don't want to set you. I want to fulfill purpose. What is the next adventure? I want to fulfill purpose. My purpose in life is not to raise family. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will raise family. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many people have raised family and there is no significance in their lives? My purpose is not to have a good job. Why is my job stopping me from doing the will of God? Why should my job... So I'm not trying to regulate myself. They should not know. No, that's not my purpose. That is fear. Masquerading as what? As comfort. We want to be in a place where we are nothing terrified. Somebody say nothing terrified. Say it with me. Come. Say nothing terrified. That's the dimension we want to walk in. How many of us are ready to walk in that dimension this morning? Just go ahead and pray. Lord, I come into that place this morning where in nothing, I'm terrified by nothing. I'm terrified by nothing. 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 Terrified by nothing. No matter what the picture the enemy paints. Some of you, they say, ah, your mates are married. They have given birth to three children. He's nothing terrified. My purpose is more than giving birth. I'm terrified by nothing. 
I'm on my way to fulfilling purpose. Shalaba Kelebolobo. Oh, your mess have gone far. Oh, yeah. In nothing. I'm terrified by nothing. Kalaba Shata. No fear. No pressure. No worry. No doubt. In nothing terrified. I will fulfill purpose in God's timing. It will happen for me according to the timing of God. I am terrified by nothing. Kalaba Shata. Hey, Makatole. Pikelebo Shata. I will wait on the days of my appointed time. I will wait for you, Jesus. I will not move out of fear. I will not be terrified by fear. I will not misbehave. I will not run helter-skelter by reason of fear and doubt and worry. I will wait on the Lord. I will wait on the Lord. For those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be I am terrified by nothing. I am terrified by nothing. No matter what the enemy throws at me, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter what I'm experiencing, no matter how dark the night is, in nothing I am terrified. In nothing I am terrified. I am not looking at the boisterous wind. I am not looking at the flood. I am founded on the rock. My house cannot be moved. I cannot be shaken. I cannot be moved. I cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus. Hey, 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What will you do if there is no fear in your life? What are you going to do? If fear is never a factor, what are you going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do? Can I tell you what I'm going to do? Shall I tell you what I'm going to do? You are going to become a seed that is planted for the purpose and the counsel of God. How do I know? Jesus knew that the purpose of his life was to do what? To hang on the cross. For what purpose? For the redemption of what? The only fear, the only thing that stood as enemy was what? Was fear. Fear of death. Hallelujah. Bible said that. And he did what he resurrected through who through what? Groanings and tears. Cried to him that is able to deliver him from what? From death. He wrestled it. And when he did, he went to that cross went to the grave, and on the third day, what did he do? He rose. See, when fear, when the ministration of fear is gone, when the ministration of fear is gone, you will walk in alignment to the will of God. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. The only reason, and that's the only purpose of fear, to bring you into disalignment or misalignment. Let me, let, me ask, let me tell you something. I, I want this to be very clear because I want us to pray that this is the final prayer I'm making. If you know, Solomon, if you know that if you do A, B, C, you are absolutely sure that there's 100% guarantee that if you do A, B, C, you are going to get the result that you desire. And there is no doubt in your heart. Do you know the odds that you will not do it is zero? If they told you that this ATM now, just go there, stand in front of it. Once it scans your face, it will give you one million naira, And there is no doubt. You don't have doubt in your heart at all. The person who is telling you is absolutely trustworthy. Never lied to you before. What is the chance that you will not do that thing? Is there a chance? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? There is absolutely no chance that you will not go and stand and if, especially if you need money, there's absolutely no chance that you won't go in front of that ATM and let it scan your face and you collect your work. What is making the word of God look ineffective, look inoperative in your life that is making you not to cooperate with it is fear. So, when we take fear out of the way, the story will be what? Will be different. We are going to partner with God and we are going to plant. 
regarding whatever the will of God is. So people who don't fear plant. Do you know what I'm trying to say? People who don't fear, they do what? They put the seed in the ground. Except the corn of wheat falls to the ground. It does what? It abides alone. But if it falls to the ground, it brings forth what? Many fruits. So people who want many fruits, they do what? They plant. They plant. They take that step. They partner with God. They know that of a surety, what the Lord has spoken will come to pass. They are not bothered about the timing. I, I, don't, get, I don't know what you get what I'm saying. They, because there is no pressure. They just know. And immediately they enter into rest and into partnership with God. And they begin to work with God for the day of harvest to come. He said, all the day. How did he say? He said, all the day of my wait, I will wait. There's a way he said it. This is what I'm looking for. All the day of my appointed time will I wait. Until my what? My change comes. That is a man who is absolutely sure that the what? Change is coming. There is no pressure. There is no doubt. There is absolute cooperation with God in waiting. The reason why we can't wait is fear. Oh, are you hearing me? The reason why we can't wait is what? If you know that it eventually... Have you met people who were hurried into marriage? They were hurried into marriage. And, you know, they, they just married the wrong person because of pressure. And now they are regretting. If you give them a chance, if it were possible, they, will, they don't mind going back in time. Am I making sense? They don't mind going back in time and relieve that. So that if, 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 for example, they could go back in time. Do you think that pressure will matter to them anymore? So it was, the problem wasn't the age. Am I right? The problem was not that, oh, they were going old. The problem was there was a pressure there. And that pressure is there by the minister of fear. So if we remove fear, if we remove pressure, if we remove doubt, we will absolutely cooperate with God. We will absolutely be at rest with God's timing. Am I making sense? That's the point I'm trying to make. That's the point I'm going to make. Time will no longer give pressure if there is no fear. Because you will see that God's timing is the word, is the best. And when he comes, oh, look at what he did for Hannah. When Hannah got that child, all the pressure she had been going through for years did not matter. Hannah now realized that she actually wasn't barren. She realized that she actually was. She actually wasn't barrel. She just had a different timing. Because God wanted to bring something special to her. Oh, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me this morning? Let God deal with pressure that is making you look at somebody else. What God has for you is glorious. And when fear is out of the way, you will absolutely do what? Cooperate with God. So finally this morning from me, I want us to pray for the grace to do what? To cooperate with God. To cooperate with God. So that what God has told you to start doing, you start doing it now. Some of you, your, your, your farmland, you've abandoned it because of fear. God has given you cocoa seeds. Cocoa seeds. But because you saw somebody who has maize seeds, you are now jealous of the person because in three months, the maize is up. 
your own cocoa is still very small. So you have abandoned your farmland. You should go back there now. I said, Lord, I trust you for my journey. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I will stay where you put me. I will follow your will. I will follow your command. I know you have I, you have the best for me. Harabalabashata. All the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change come. I will wait on you. I will wait on you. I will wait on you, Jesus. I will wait. I will wait. I will not abandon your word. I put my hands in your hands and I will follow. I I will follow you from now to the end of time. We will follow. I will follow. I will follow you to the end of time. We keep looking at you, Jesus. I will follow. You know, scripture says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And quite often I also say to us that fear comes by hearing. Hearing things that did not proceed from the Lord. Um, see, fear is fear is a mirage. Fear is fear is born out of uh, the way we have processed wrong information. What am I saying? Um, we have people today who have made up their mind not to get married. Why? Because they saw marriages that failed. Or they saw marriages that didn't work. Fear comes when you are focusing on the wrong thing. You are not focusing on the word of the Lord. 
you are not focusing on the counsel of God. The scripture we read in the book of Matthew chapter 14 says, And when Peter saw that the wind was boisterous, now the wind had always been there. We read in verse 24 that the wind was tossing their boats to and fro. So they were, the wind was already there. The storm was already, they were already in the middle of the storm. In the middle of that storm, Jesus was walking and he saw Jesus, he believed, and he said, Jesus, if it is truly you, bid me come. And despite the wind, he was walking on water, but when he took his attention away from his instruction and from the Lord, he saw the wind. The reason he saw the wind was because his focus was no longer on the Lord. So people make up their mind about, about many things. Why? Because fear is the voice of your experience. Experience whether the things you experienced by yourself, the failures you experienced, or the failures of other people that were told you. So you already have an information that did not proceed from the Lord, that there is a possibility that this thing will not work. But contrary to your instruction, hallelujah. And I want us to pray this morning. Uh, 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 we, we, scripture says in the book of Isaiah, it said, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the hand of the Lord revealed? The people to whom the hand of the Lord will be revealed, to the people who will see the hand of the Lord at work, are people who have believed the report of the Lord. So I'm asking us this morning, whose report will you believe? I want us to pray, you know, for the, the instruction by which Peter walked was the instruction of Christ that told him to come. Hallelujah. We also saw the same Peter, you know, uh, uh, he, he, he and his guy, they went to fish. And for a whole night, they caught nothing. Then Jesus came in the scene by the morning. And Jesus spoke to them. Oh, have you any fish? They said, we have toyed all night, but caught nothing. Then Jesus said to them, he said, cast your net on this side. And they said, we've done, see, we are professionals. We have experience in fishing, like, like Goliath. We have experience. We know what to do. And the things we are supposed to do, we have done all night. But there was no result. But Peter said, but at your word. But at your word. It was that same, it was at his word that Peter walked on water. It was at that same word that Peter and his friend had many fish that they could not even pull out. I want us to pray this morning for, for the grace to stay with the word of the Lord. That our heart will stay with our instructions. Our heart will stay with our commandments. In the name of Jesus, we'll be able to stay with the word of the Lord, with the commandment of God to us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we are praying this morning that will bring us to that place where we move at your word, where we are confident in your instruction. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are praying this morning that it would help us, oh God, it would help our hearts. We believe the report of the Lord. We believe the report of the Lord. We believe the report of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Rakopokotorobokoshata, Rebokotorobokosukeba, Reketelebokosikatalia, Rakatalabashatarabasekebo. Lord, 
In Jesus, mighty name we have prayed. I want us to pray again this morning. I want us to pray. He said when Peter saw that the wind was boisterous. You know, I, I want us to pray that we'll be able to keep our focus on the Lord. When you shift your gaze from the Lord, you will begin to sink. And that's what we saw. When, we, when you shift your gaze, you see, fear, fear is the wrong thing being magnified. The example I gave of people deciding not to get married because probably their parents' marriage did not work. Or probably because they saw other people whose marriage did not work. It was the wrong thing magnified. Hallelujah. They were focusing on something else. So they, 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 they have magnified the issues that can possibly arise when two people refuse to work together. Hallelujah. But you see, you can deal with that fear by focusing, by shifting your gaze from that thing to something else, which is the counsel of God, the purpose of God, the will of God. Why? Because your decision, I'm just using this example and this is applicable in many other things. Your decision not to marry because of what you have seen on this side is not born out of the word of the Lord to you. It is not the instruction of God to you not to marry. You are just walking out of fear of what has happened. Fear of experience of other people that you have been told. Hallelujah. So, but I want us to pray this morning and you see, like I said, we, we are applying that in different contexts. The prayer I want us to pray is, the, is, the, is that the Lord will be magnified in our lives. The Lord will be magnified in our situation. The Lord will be magnified in our circumstances. Fear comes when you are focused on what is not working or what can possibly go wrong. You are not focusing on the Lord. I want us to pray this morning that the Lord will be magnified before us in the name of Jesus irrespective of the storm irrespective of the wind irrespective of the surrounding circumstances that the Lord will be magnified magnified before our faces magnified in our hearts in the name of Jesus we will see that we have a big 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 father in the name of Jesus we will, we will come to that realization and that understanding that the one who goes before us is the Lord of the angel harvest. We will come to that realization that the Lord our God is the Almighty with whom there is no impossibility. In the name of Jesus, we are praying this morning, oh God, that our, that our gaze will be on the divine possibilities that is in God. In the name of Jesus, we are asking, Lord, that you will be magnified. You will be magnified. In our eyes, you will be magnified. In our eyes, you will be magnified. In our hearts, you will be magnified. In our circumstances, the Lord be magnified. Makaradabashata, Rokopokotorobokosia, Rimokotokupakatalia, Jeneborobokosia. We are receiving grace this morning to focus on the Lord, to keep our gaze on the Lord, keep looking on to Jesus, the hopper and the finisher of our faith. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh, Falabakatashata, Zeketekebokotokobokosia, they looked unto you and their faces were brightened and they were not ashamed. Rakatalabashakata, Reketelebokosia, 
Rokotoko Pokusia, Japarabakase, Robotoboloboko Shadia, Jedebaraba Shagadabalia, Yerababa Shaka. Lord, we look to you this morning. Our faces are brightened and we are not ashamed. Lord, henceforth from this day forward, we move in the assurance of your presence. Lord, from this day henceforth, we move in the confident assurance of your presence. In the confidence that you are with us. In the assurance that you are with us. In the name of Jesus. For you said, Lord, that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. For you are with us. For you are with us. Lord, in the name of Jesus, as individuals and as a church, we come into this reality. We declare this morning that this is our reality. We declare this morning that this is our experience from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, we are declaring as a church, we are declaring as families, we are declaring as individuals, according to your word, that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for you are with us. We are declaring this morning that fear is but a shadow. Fear is but a shadow. We fear no evil. We fear no evil. For you are with us. For you are with us. We give you praise and glory. Through the valleys, Lord, I feel no fear. the
close this September edition of Company of Simeon and Hannah. I want to leave us with the word of the Lord for us. And I will read for us, I will read to us from the book of Joshua chapter 1. I read from verses 1 to 8. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, do what? Arise. Do what? Arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all those people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I am giving you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Verse 5 says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Why? Because as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6, Be strong and of a good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from me to the right hand or to the left hand that you may prosper wherever you go. So if you, if you, if you focus on keeping the word of the Lord, on the instructions of the Lord, you will prosper in all that you do. Verse 8 says, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you would make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you, TGC Yaba, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Father, this morning we give you praise. Can we just bless the name of the Lord for this edition of Company of Simeon and Hannah? Can we bless the name of the Lord? Can we bless the name of the Lord? Father, we exalt you. Thank you for victories you have won. Thank you for hearts that you have changed. Thank you for the stronghold of fear broken. Thank you for faith and confidence to advance. Thank you for faith and confidence to arise and walk in the counsel and the purposes of the Lord. Thank you for fresh fire. Thank you for strength. Thank you for renewal of strength. Thank you for, 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 for courage in our hearts. Thank you for strength rising up within. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the energy of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word that abides forever. Thank you for your instructions. Thank you for renewed instructions. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise for, for your mighty presence and power in this place this morning. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. We give you praise. We give you praise. Lord, as we go forth this day, this weekend, for the rest of this month, we go forth in your power, in the assurance of your presence, that as you were with Moses and the children of Israel, so you are with us, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the revelation of your name, Emmanuel, God 
with us. We give you praise and glory. We thank you, Father, because you go before us. You go before us. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Now we share the grace together in one accord. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Sorry, just a quick announcement. Tomorrow, we meet here by 8 a.m. Just let's keep that in mind. Let's come early. Let's go. Service starts by 8 a.m., not 8.30. Please, let's keep that in mind. If you have to sleep early, please sleep early. Sleep early so that you can wake up.